0: the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. There was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus and said, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? He said in reply, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He replied to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man fell victim to robbers as he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. They stripped and beat him and went off, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, but when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite came to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler who came upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim, poured oil and wine over his wounds and bandaged them. Then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn and cared for him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instruction, Take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I shall repay you on my way back. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? He answered, The one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. This weekend is our third installment in our homily series on the creed. So we're not focusing on the readings, but this summer we're focusing through the creed. If you've uh, been out of town, you haven't heard the previous ones, you can go back, listen to it on our podcast, *Trivia with the Padre, on any podcast app. Go listen so you can catch up. Um, today's topic Is a part of the Creed that says, the Apostles Creed, that says, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, right? It's about Jesus. Jesus, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. If you came to our Lenten mission, um, you'll find a lot of this familiar, but there was only about 30 or 40 people that came. So I said, you know what? I want to take that, what we did in the mission, and give it to the whole parish. You know, many Christians reject the ancient practice of honoring Mary. They may believe that Catholics focus too much on Mary or that thinking about or respecting Mary will somehow take away from the worship of God. Okay? They might be afraid to honor Mary because they're afraid to be dishonoring Jesus or to be distracted from Jesus. That word afraid reminds me of a, a quote by Maximilian Colby, who's a great saint, who died in a concentration camp under the Nazi regime. He said, never be afraid of loving Mary too much. You can never love her more than Jesus did. Don't be afraid of loving Mary too much. How can you love her more than her own son? And so I say that to you. Don't be afraid. The only reason we honor Mary is because God honored her first. The only reason we choose Mary is because God chose her. The only reason we set her apart among Christians is because God set her apart. The only reason we call her blessed is because he did. He chose our lady. I have a question for you. If someone came up to you and asked, okay, y'all pray the rosary, y'all do the Hail Mary. Where is that in scripture? Where is honoring the Blessed Virgin Mary in the Bible? Would you be able to point them to the place? I'm not going to make you do it. I'm just going to tell you because I don't want you. to throw you under the bus. Okay, Luke chapter one. Remember that. See, as Catholics, we need to remember Scripture. We can't just say, oh, I'm Catholic. I don't remember Scripture. No, Mary, Luke chapter 1. The only gospel that accounts the Annunciation, which is what this part of the Creed is, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. So we're going to break open that part of Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. So first in this part, I want you to focus. It says, sent from God. Mary didn't apply for the job. She didn't send in her, you know, her resume. She didn't ask, in fact. God sent Gabriel to her. He chose her. And then next, Nazareth in Galilee, you know, Nazareth, we know of it now, like we're like, oh, Nazareth, I would love to go to Nazareth. I've been to Nazareth. It's beautiful. But back then, Nazareth was just a regular little town and it wasn't even respected in Israel. Israel wasn't respected in the world. And so you have the one of the least respected parts of the least respected nations. And that's what God chose. He didn't choose Rome. I might have chosen Rome. I was, you know, in charge of not good. I might have chosen Athens, right? Great, great philosophers and Rome, you know, the, the, the capital of the world at the time, conquered all these people. If I want to spread the faith of no, God, doesn't choose like that. He chooses the lowly. So he came to Mary, a little girl in Nazareth, and he came to her and said, hail, full of grace. The Lord is with you. This is where we get the part of the Hail Mary. If someone questions our use of Hail Mary, just say, I'm just quoting scripture. I'm just quoting Luke chapter one. Hail, full of grace. This is what the angel said. The word hail is not a word of worship. It's a word of greeting. It's like, hello, Mary. (laughs) Hey, full of grace. You know, the word itself in Greek, the actual word that's in the scriptures is kikera I'm proud of myself. I got that one pretty good. I was, I was nervous. I was nervous. Kakarotomine. The, the root, the middle of that word is grace. Keratos, right? Terrorism, a grace. It literally means one who has been given the highest grace. But that's kind of verbose, right? If it was like Hail Mary, the one who has been given the highest grace, like it just doesn't flow off the tongue, right? So what does it mean? It means full of grace. Again, this is a title granted by God through Gabriel, the angel that he sent. Further, but she was greatly troubled at the saying and considered in her mind what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. Last week we talked about the name of Jesus. God saves God gave that name through the angel Gabriel. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Now this kingdom, there will be no end. Here's another title of our lady that sometimes rubs people the wrong way, rubs other Christians the wrong way. We call Mary queen of heaven and earth. And they go, whoa! That's intense! Crowning her queen of heaven and earth. Well, but the scripture says Jesus, who's the king, he has a throne of his father, David, He's the new David, the king of Israel. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom. There will be no end in the old covenant. Who was the queen? Wasn't the wife of the king it was the mother of the king. Ever heard the term queen mother? It's not just the term I give to the mothers of the brides that I work with. You know, she's the queen mother. No. It's actually Old Testament title for the queen of Israel. And if Jesus is the king forever, then Mary is the queen forever. We see in the book of Revelation, after her assumption, John sees into heaven. And what does he see? This is the book of Revelation. Again, the Bible, you can think about this when someone says, well, where is this in the Bible? Revelation chapter 12 and a great portent appeared in the heaven and a woman clothed with the sun with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars. Look, I I didn't crown Mary. I didn't come up with the idea. Pope Francis didn't crown. He didn't say, you know what? I think it's a good idea to crown Mary. No, God did. He crowned her with 12 stars. You know what those represent? The 12 apostles. She's the queen of the apostles. It's in the Bible. We didn't make it up. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God, conceived by the Holy Spirit. born of the Virgin Mary, the Creed says, Many denominations are okay with the part of the creed that says Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary if it only means that she conceived Jesus miraculously and bore him miraculously. But after that, their marriage, Joseph and Mary's marriage was like any other marriage. But we as Catholics, along with the early church, the apostolic church, profess the perpetual virginity of Mary. Why? Because it's in the Bible. It's in the scripture. Let's go back to that question. Uh, Gabriel says, you will conceive and bear a son, and he'll be the king, and he'll reign, and all this stuff. You are going to conceive. And she asked, how can this be? For I know not man. Why is she asking a question? She's engaged. In fact, she's already married in the Jewish mind, in the Jewish law. You know, there's a Protestant scholar, his name is Boltman, Rudolf Boltman, and he said it simply, he said, Mary's question of how can this be is an absurd question for a bride. Like when I do marriage prep, like sometimes I'm sitting down and the couples and they're so excited and they're like, yeah, and, and, and I'm like, you're forming your family and you'll pray with your kids. I mean, a year from now, you might have a child in your arms. The couples never go, how is that going to happen? I don't have to have the birds and the beast talk with the couples, right? They know how that's going to happen. Mary is married. If she did not have already a perpetual vow of virginity, then that question is absurd. See, why does the church from the beginning profess, profess the perpetual virginity of Mary? It's not because we wanted to make it up. It's because it's in the scriptures. Because it happened. Because that's what she chose In fact, how can this be? The Greek is epe andra uginosko. Since I know not man. Not I haven't. Like, I know not man. And behold, your kinswoman Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And Mary said, important. She doesn't say much in scripture. This is one of the most important. Behold. I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now, these are important. In in Latin, as a Roman Catholic, I'll give you the Latin Fiat mihi secundum verbum tuum. It's what every Christian should say, it's what should be on all of our lips. Look, I'm your servant. Be it done unto me according to your word. What do you want to do with me? What vocation do you have for me? Where do you want me to go? I will follow you. Why is Mary important? Because Mary shows us how to be a disciple. How to listen. She was open. How to say, yes. You know, Mary is the first first communicant. We love first communion, right? My kids walk down the aisle. and they kneel and they receive the Lord. She was the first one to receive first communion. She received the Lord into her body, into her womb. Why is Mary's perpetual virginity important? Because God told us it was. Because even though marriage is beautiful and holy, our ultimate end, as Jesus himself said, is nuptial union with the bridegroom. See, marriage gets us somewhere. Mary was living that reality here on earth. Marriage points to heaven. Why do we honor Mary and sing songs about her and focus on her often? Because like a magnifying glass focuses our eyes on a goal. As a magnifying glass clarifies and makes its subject larger in order to be understood and received, we want to see something better? What do you do? Give me my magnifying glass. So Mary, as she herself said, her soul magnifies the Lord. Doesn't take it away it doesn't block it. it doesn't cover it up mary herself said my soul magnifies the lord <clears throat> mary shows us how to receive god with a fiat a yes